Hey friends, I am just coming in fresh with this episode because I had a very interesting conversation with my mom and a good friend of mine, and it kind of talked about mourning people while they're here. I know, kind of a morbid thought, but just hear me out. So many times in our lifetime, we will have different relationships, whether they end peacefully, they end through death. They end just due to life itself. And when the person is here, it makes it extra hard because it feels like there can be something done to make it right. And I remember having this epiphany, like um, one of my favorite songs of Harry Styles, uh, you know, it's not the same as it was. And that lyric resonates with me because nothing is the same as it was. Like you can go back and do something, but it'll never be exactly like it was. And that's a lot with relationships. Like these things evolve and change. And I think about some old pictures where I see me, my brother and my sister. And just over the years, us, you know, being like the three musketeers and how we've all, you know, went into our own chambers of life, as I call it, you know, and life, good, bad, ever different, you know, you, you find your tribe or you're finding your way. And sometimes it takes you away from the people you care about, whether it's involuntary or voluntary. And I think I had gotten to a point in my life where I didn't always have the gratitude that I do now for my family. And I was in such a bad place for many years mentally that I felt like I was fighting against them a lot and that I didn't feel like I was heard in most of the adult and even as a kid, you know. And the one thing about, you know, when we have our experiences, you know, you're going to get pushed back on how you feel. And it's hard, you know, because we all have our own reality You can take three people that all grew up in the same household and, you know, you may get some consistent stories, but, you know, you're going to find some variances and that has to be okay too, because we all come into our truth in our own way. But I think the most painful thing I'm learning as an adult is that I'm mourning things when they're here and it's not intentional. Like there are friendships, there are family ships that... I know that aren't what they used to be. They're not as there was. And I don't know if they can go to something better. And I look back at the past and looked at what we had. And sometimes I wish I had a time machine to go back and soak up those moments because I had no clue that we would be where we are today. And I think about how so long you can have a person in your life or people in your life And you just keep thinking that these people are going to be there. And then you find out in time that, you know, life takes you on a course. And it may even take you away from these very people. And at the time, you know, you may not be aware of it. And then once you have some time to really think about things, you see that there's this big gap. And sometimes people realize the gap and they try to close it. And I feel like I'm at a point where there's some very dear relationships to me that they'll never be the same. And it kind of stings a little bit. 
But I'm also trying to work through understanding that everything has its place in time and that I have to allow new doors to open and that this is giving me the opportunity and the room to have new fellowship with new people and that those people held space for me and were so important to me at that time. But me keep going back to wanting to that time machine where things were where I like them best, it's just not realistic and it doesn't help me in my present. And I think that's what I wanted to share most of all. You know, I think it's totally okay from time to time to think about, you know, some memories that you have and times that you spent with people. But when we ruminate and keep dwelling on them about where they should be or how it used to be, we're kind of not living in the present. And this came up for me. You know, our family is relatively small. Um, And I remember when I was a kid, we would get together so much and it was so fun. I had no idea what it was like putting together any of these dinners and get togethers. And I just assumed everybody's family was doing it. And this was going to be happening for the rest of my life. You know, I'm a kid at the time. And then I remember, um, you know, the party stopped. And all it takes is a couple of party poopers. And what happened over time is that, you know, some people prioritize alcohol at the parties. And that became to be the centralized theme. And then people couldn't hold their liquor, as they say. And, you know, we had to get the disturbances under control. And then we had to worry about the neighborhood or the neighbors if our, you know, our company would spill out. And then we decided, you know, we don't have to have any beverages, so let's be sober. And then a lot of people didn't want to come to the events because it was a sober event. And then it got to be in a, a part where, you know, people wanted more participation. And instead of one person doing all the cooking, you know, they had said, hey, let's combine and let's do more. And, and it just felt like pulling teeth. And as long as the one person was doing the majority of the work, everybody had buy-in. Everybody was okay with it. But once the collective team had to get together and do things, well, that really stunk up the room really fast. And nobody wanted that. And I remember when I began to see the shift in my own family. And I would see these little pockets of division, you know, that there are certain family members. They got together in this pocket of the family. They got together and so forth. And over time, that gap just got wider. And you had less and less in common. And I'm grateful that the relatives that I did have close to me growing up, that I had those experiences with them. Because who would have thought as an adult that I would uh, not have the same relationships with them? I remember last year I was traveling out of state and I have a relative that stays out of state and I kept calling and letting them know I was coming in town and I was so excited because it was something that I had been wanting to do for a while and you know how it is when you have someone move out of state. I don't know about your family but a lot of times people just don't go to the other people who move out of the area you know 
and I felt like I'm finally doing my part. So I'm calling and calling and trying to make contact with this relative. And um, we finally made contact, but it was brief. And I remember I felt so let down because I just knew we were going to interact and spend all this time together. And the reality is that didn't happen. The reality is, is that we didn't get together. And I remember at one point, my boyfriend said, you know, babe, people have their own lives and they have their own things going on. And you have to understand that sometimes even people that we're close to, they're fighting their own demons. And what I will say is that I don't even think it was necessarily personal. I just think that our lives just don't fit in perfect little containers like they used to when we were kids. Because now we're the adults and we have kids and we're navigating through work and the obligations of life. And I remember feeling like, man, you know, this was the one person that I really wanted to connect to. And I've not even able to do that. And I felt so defeated. And I had to take another stance and say, you know what? You're here in this state. You've never been. And you have to make it your own. You have to make the time count for you. And at the end of the day, you don't get your time back. So you have to be planful and mindful. And you have to understand that things happen the way they're supposed to. And you don't want to force people into things that they're not comfortable with. And a lot of times we're not close enough to people the way we think we are. That sometimes there are so many layers and it really truly doesn't have anything to do with you. I think for me, when I lived out of the city for my family, you know, there were periods of time where I just wasn't comfortable showcasing where I was in my life. You know, I think it wasn't necessarily me hating the places that I lived, but I felt like my home didn't represent me and that I was truly just getting by and I was really in survival mode. You know, and most of the time I would like to get my guests and take them around the town. I didn't want to sit at my house because I didn't feel comfortable there. And I remember like there were so many times in which I wish I would have got out of that and did more at my home. And there were a couple of occasions when I did. But more often than not, I just didn't have the capacity And that's the real thing, too. Like, a lot of times, it's not even anything personal. Sometimes people just don't have the capacity to to be with you the way you want them to. I remember telling my guy about, you know, this friendship I had, and I still have it. But I had to put things on pause for a while because I had to attend to some immediate family things. And I remember at the time when I told him this story, I can't remember how much I mentioned or not about, you know, what I was tied up at the time. But I think I just kind of skipped over a lot of key parts. And I just said I got really busy and I couldn't be there for my friend the way I wanted to. And the reality was that I lacked the capacity to take on anything else in my life, even in that friendship. 
And I know that's a hard pill for some people to swallow, but that's the honest to God truth. I was in a time of crisis with my family um, and I was very emotionally distraught for for well over a year or more. And things are not perfect, but they are at a quiet point. And I have taken a lot of time and reflection and therapy to get to a better place. But sometimes we have to be selfish because we get the right to do that and say, you know what, I need to be there for me. I don't have anything else to give. And my capacity for even just small talk was so low. I was dating someone at that time and we were not at the best place either. And I remember, you know, some of the tension that we experienced between one another. But I hadn't for I had forgot until, you know, today that oh my gosh, like I had a lot going on. And I think sometimes we forget that like when we're in crisis and we move past it and it's some time behind us and in the rear view, we forget how much it took for us to get through that thing. We remember bits and pieces. And I think it's our mind's way of trying to protect us. Our mind is trying to have us still navigate into better waters. It's like driving on a freeway and the weather is horrible. You know this weather is going to stop soon, but you have to be on a swivel and get yourself to safety. And you can't have a panic attack to the point that you risk your safety. So you have to do things that are critical to your existence. And that's sometimes where we are in our lives, that we have to drive our ship into the best place at that time. And what happens is once the dust settles, things are forever shaken. Yeah, you you go back to work or you're continuing to work and the, the thing isn't on you as much. But we've shifted a little as a person. And there's no way in this world that you're going to go through these things and you're not going to be untouched, as I do my air quotes. Because you're going to be touched and there's going to be some residue on you, whether you're conscious of it or not. And the residue is some of the emotional baggage and damage and trauma that came along with the crises. And you can have the best therapist. You can work it out. You can pray it out. You can do whatever. But those things are still there. And it's not that these things are always there as an anchor, but it shifts you a little bit. You know, it's just like I said, things aren't as they were. Like they'll be closed, but they won't be as they were. It's like the first time you go through a heartbreak and you're just gutted and devastated. And then when it happens on another time, it's like, really? This stuff all over again? Like, oh, and then you just want the over to be over. Because you know enough in your minds that you're going to live to see another day. But what you don't know is the version of you that's going to be on the other side. And that's the most important thing about these things. There's a version of ourselves that is coming into play when we have to react to different environmental things, whether it's family crisis, work crisis, or world crisis, whatever the thing may be. And how many of us haven't been slightly shifted in these last few years? 
You know, we we push it down because, you know, people want us to go back to work and we, we need to make things work and we need to get the economy up. And, yeah, we know we have all this racial things going on behind the pipeline and we know things are changing. And it's just so much. It is so much and it's all consuming. But we but we still have to we still have to pay bills. We still have to be citizens. So what do we do? And I've had to get to this premise where I say, hey, I get to take some moments to recalibrate. And sometimes the recalibration is I don't take calls. Sometimes I sit in quiet. Sometimes I play soft music. Like right now, I have my incense going and I have my singing bowl next to me. And I have one of my books next to me, as you hear me shifting and around. And this book is by Carol K. Truman, and it's Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. You know, and and these are the things that I'm using as my grounding materials as I am in the space of unknowingness in life. There are some really awesome, great things that are going on in my life that I am just over the moon like a rocket ship. And there are some things that I'm like, man, I wish I wish those people were here in it to to see it or we were doing different things. And I've had to make this acceptance that there are people in my life that won't be in my life the way they were before. And I have to come to terms with it. Doesn't mean I like it, but I also have to be open to my new normal. And my new normal may mean that I get some more people in my life that are not family related to me and they become my newer family and we cultivate a relationship that gives me purpose and meaning and we we grow from one another and we hold space for one another. And these people aren't replacements for other people, but I know life happens in cycles and that you know, when we allow the universe to work for us, we can then be open to the possibilities of other things being in it. It's just like when I, you know, wasn't dating um, a little before I met my guy and I I didn't know what dating was going to look like. I didn't know how all that was going to look like. And I'm so glad that I didn't because it's far better than I ever imagined. And if I had my thoughts about how it should look or be, I couldn't have enjoyed the newness of it all and being in a newfound territory. And even with my newer job, like this job is teaching me how to be self-disciplined, how to be my own woman, and how to be in my own boat. Like I work with people, but that's, but we're not like hanging out and I hold space for them and I wish them the best, but we're not, we're friendly, but we're not friends. And a lot of things in my colleagues, I don't understand and I don't try to understand because what I understand is I need a job and I have a paycheck that I would like to get. So I do the things to keep that going. But the emotional investment 
isn't there. And I think that has to be okay. And I think this is new for me, so it feels weird. But this is what I call having balance. And don't get me wrong, if the door opens up and I gain a true friendship out of this relationship of people, then so be it. But I'm also realizing, too, that I don't want to keep giving so much that I don't have have it for the people that I care about the most. And that there has to be other things other than work to get joy from and to feel good about. And that's where I'm at. It's just that simple. So I say. But think about it. Just chew on it, as my guy would say. How many times have you looked at relationships that you had and noticed they're not what they used to be? Or you feel like things aren't going the way they should? And you think about the times that they were that were going good. I think, again, it's all normal behavior, but don't get stuck there. And be open to the new experiences of life. Because while you're here, you get to enjoy it. You get your new enjoyment. You get that new person, that new first time, that new experience with someone else. And when we close ourselves off and don't allow ourselves to be open to new possibilities, we're only hurting us. So I've had to kindly say goodbye to some people and some things. And I have to say hello to my new experiences and what's yet to come. And I don't have it all figured out. But I'm not going to keep looking backwards anymore. I hope you got some good nuggets from this. As always, my friends, namaste.